Hi there, and welcome to a new episode of Keeper's Retreat. Uh, this is a special treat for all you listeners out there and fans of our different podcast. Uh, I'm Mr. Ray, and I have decided to step into the Keeper role for this adventure. With us today, we have Ciro, we have Rackham from Dungeon and Pop, and we have Jason. Would you all like to introduce your characters uh, for this evening's game? You know, just a little bit about themselves and yourself and where people can find you. Yeah, sure. I'll 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 take it. I'm Jason. I keep for Memester of the Week and our previous keepers retreat. Today I am playing our character Kate, Kate McCamel. Uh pronouns are she they. And she she's an old, old soul. Uh she is the hex playbook. And her whole thing is just finding, finding secrets and uncovering what, what is really going on in the world. And that's taken her from Sleepy Hollow to New York to China and Japan and now here. Very interesting. Uh, Sarah, would you go next? Yep. Hi, I'm Sarah slash Sarah. Or should I have said AKA? It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, she, her for me. She, her for my character. I am the keeper for Redgate and Wolf. And today I will be playing Isabella Price. She is a nun, but she's not a normal nun. She is a nun for the Order of Anthony, who specifically seek out and destroy demons. Um, she's mid-30s, possibly even early 40s, and... Um, yeah, she basically just kicks ass for, well, kicks demon ass for her Lord Savior, Anthony. All right. And uh, Rackham, would you introduce yourself? Uh, hey, I'm Rackham, a.k.a. Sean from Dungeon and Pop, and I'm going to be playing Gabriel Hickey, the Chosen. Well, he he lived in Arizona, and like myself, and he showed, ironically, a a skill in hockey, which... which you know, like you know, like you seem like you're normal every every day, uh, mundane until uh, monster attacked the team's uh, bus on the way to a tournament out of town, which ended up killing everyone else on the bus, and he was the only survivor as he struggled to get away and found that if he grabs chain, he can magically enchant it into a let's just say a monster killer or a, or a um. A vampire killer. That works. Sounds like a real Jeepers Creepers situation. Yep, yep. And uh, I'm Mr. Ray. I am the keeper for $2 Creature Feature. And yeah, you can find us on wherever your podcasts are found. You've come across the strange and cryptic and enigmatic man, Lonald Karloff Jr. And among your adventures... He's helped you deal with some form of monster or mystery. You have good relations with him. Um, he may have seen a little strong or stuck in his ways, but he, at the core, had had good intentions. But unfortunately, he has kicked the bucket. You three have each received a summons to attend his manor or his mansion uh, in upstate New York on this particular October afternoon, and you were told to expect an overnight stay um, for the reading of his will. 
I'll go ahead and describe kind of what his mansion looks like. You know, it's large, it's brick. Definitely kind of getting images of Professor Xavier's ex-mansion or um, Bruce Wayne's mansion to give you a sort of idea. There is a cast iron fence and a gate and a long driveway leading up to it. And as we open to look at this mansion, on a hill overlooking the mansion is a large black dog. And it's standing kind of silent watch as if it's trying to peer in and see how the night is going to unfold. Now, you three arrive more likely in separate vehicles. Um, and you're ushered in um, by a man with a thin frame. Um, he's in a suit and uh, he, he's got a big smile. Um, his hair is slicked back. Um, and he identifies himself as Joel Ebb. How are you all doing tonight? I'm Joel Ebb. Um, I'm uh, Mr. Karloff's, uh, his lawyer. And uh, uh, it seems he doesn't have a butler. Um, I, was, I was a little surprised at that. Um, the cooking staff uh, has, has set up a nice meal for us, but um, they've left for the evening. So if, if you're not happy with the meal, uh, I'm sorry, that's... That's just what it is. I'm, I'm sure you could find something to make on your own. Um, if you'll come into this entrance hall, um, yeah, just put your coats inside this call, uh, in this closet, and um, you know we'll get started. Uh, just follow me. The entrance hall is wide and open, facing stairs and halls leading further into the manor. Um, and there is a closet to your left for storing coats and such. I think Gabe Gabriel's just kind of like sending his ways and he he does not take off his jacket all right all right uh, isabella will take off her her coat um no what she'll do first is she'll hand her purse over to joel who just shove it into his hands take her coat off take the purse back sort of throw the coat over his shoulder and she'll be like well thank you i i, I guess i guess i could just put this up yeah yeah sure no problem uh-huh. Yeah, and if uh, you'll follow me, um, we are actually going to be in the uh, adjoining in the uh, dining room for tonight. For for now, um, yeah. If you'll you'll just come this way, and uh, yeah, the fourth person should be arriving shortly. You know, in in uh, in Ronald's uh, will, he called for four of you, and so it's you should have a special treat tonight. Yeah, a little odd request. I've never really had a uh, an estate handled in such a way. Usually, it's you know, to, to somebody's heir, but uh, Lonald didn't really have a particular heir. He he didn't have any relations. So uh, this is... Uh, this is... <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. I think you find that he did have a younger half-sister. Well, yes, yes. And in typical cases, you would be considered the heir because, you know, whenever I, I say he didn't have any relations, I mean, he didn't, like, he didn't have any kids. Uh, he didn't even marry, which is, you know, astounding. Um, you know, not even a mistress. So, uh, you know, you, uh, it's a surprise. He seemed to be very dedicated to his work. Yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. Aren't we all, dear? Aren't we all? Well, I'm not. I've got a wife and three kids and a mistress and yes, two kids. Yes, but you're here. He leads you into the dining room. Now, the dining room has a large table, and it's ready to serve 10 people. It has four chairs on either side of the table. Um, like it's long and rectangular. So it has four chairs uh, on the longer ends and then one chair at the head of the table and then one chair at the other head of the table, which 
Yeah, if if there's another term for that, I don't know it. The, um, the tail of the table? Yeah, the tail of the table. <laughs> nope, all, ta- all tables are two-headed creatures. Yeah, it's a real cat-dog situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which always made me wonder as a kid, how does cat-dog poop? But, uh, one of them vomits it out. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's that's what the internet had told me. So I, I hate it here. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if, if you you all will, will come in here and uh, da, da, take 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 a seat, and uh, um, yeah, our, our fourth guest should be with us soon. Um, Isabella will take a seat at one of the heads of the table. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Kate just walks around like the edge of the room and is kind of just sizing everyone up and wondering why are why are these people here? Why am I here? And so she's just kind of staying quiet and watching and observing and figuring out trying to see what's going on okay um does do you do you pick any of the seats or are you still standing i think i'm just going to be standing probably by a fireplace if there is one uh yeah i think it's it's not as like large and extravagant as you'll find um further inside this mansion um but yeah it's it's a smaller kind of fireplace um you'll see pictures on the wall like there's a big picture of um a grand ship that like it's been painted to look like it's it's fighting against the waves and like winning a victory Hmm. you'll see there's also some abstract art in there roll me plus weird if you if you look at this art Ooh, that's a three and a three but plus two that's an eight awesome yeah so you look at this art and for a second it it seems like it's a lot of like mishmash of shapes and it doesn't make sense. And it's almost like you step in the right direction and you see it kind of like a puzzle unlock and a hand reaches out from the painting at you. And like, it almost grabs your shirt, but the second you pull away, it's as if it never happened. Nobody else in the room seems to have seen what you saw. Hmm. Curious, curious. What were you doing? Hmm. I think Gabe looks up, not understand what's going on for the chair. He's been really examining. He goes, oh, I've had too many of these fall out from under me. Sorry. Yeah, I'll just sit down. <laughs> and he gets in, just sits down in the chair with a, a pile of crunch because uh, Gabe is, I've always kind of described him as like, he's been described as foggy from Daredevil because that's the actor who played the, uh, the hulking guy from the first Mighty Ducks. Yeah, the mm. fact that that I was recently re recently made reaware of, which which just cracks me up because Foggy is such a different character. But yeah, okay, I I like that image. So uh, Joel kind of like looks around at all of you and he's like, right, I guess uh, I guess I could just kind of wheel in like the meal for for tonight. Like I'm not I'm not a servant. I'm not serving you guys. It's not my job. I'm just you know I figure. It, It'd be nice uh, if, if I'd know there wasn't a butler here, I would have arranged for somebody to come in tonight. But yeah, I can cover this job. It's it's okay. It's okay. I'll I'll help you, dear. It's fine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's 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 splendid. Perfectly splendid. If you follow him into the kitchen, um, it's a crisp checkered floor which frames the sleek and modern stainless steel prep tables and fixtures awaiting to be used by the proper hands. There is a small serving cart that has five meals set and prepped, but they're covered by, um, oh, 
like those large like silver coverings that mm-hmm. yeah fancier people than i use to to display meals and keep them warm and all that good jazz we just use saran wrap cling wrap you know <laughs> yeah i just eat it cold that's either you eat it hot or eat it cold yeah uh do, do you want to push the card in i mean I, I guess i could serve drinks like there's a there's a pitcher on there as well i'll i'll take the drinks okay that 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 works thank you and uh if you take the picture, he'll start like pushing the card in. He'll he'll stop it. Help help yourselves um, to whatever you want to eat, or at least you know to to one of the 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 meals that have been prepped. And he like checks his watch, like a little annoyed. Yeah, I think that'll uh, yeah this this will be nice. Um, whenever our next guest here, we can start digging in, and you know I can I can read the will, and uh, yeah this 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 is good. This is going well. This is going well. Wonderful, wonderful. So, uh, I have water here. Uh, do we have any wine? Uh, yes, there should be some wine in the uh, cellar. Um, I can go fetch that, no problem. Okay. Yes, and, thank you. Yep, yep, yep. No, no problem. And Joel walks out, and uh, he comes back a few minutes later. And he's carrying two bottles and he's like, you know, uh, I forgot to ask before I left if anybody preferred red or white. So I just grabbed both. Um, so, yeah, uh, here we go. Um, I think I think I have a corkscrew around here somewhere. And about that time, the there's a loud gong noise and Joel kind of jumps a little. And he's like, oh, that's uh, that's the doorbell. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and get that. Um, if if you could find a, a corkscrew for me, you know that would be that would be nice. And he walks off. Uh, now, sweetheart, and she, Kate, is looking over at Gabriel. You look rather spry. Can you help us open these bottles of wine? Oh, oh yeah, 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 sure. Um, yeah, I think he he just comes on over. Um, I think it is like a that crack before he does. He pulls it just because, and you just feel like. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's it's, it's a very audible. <laughs> he, I think, closer up, like he just, it's not something people pick up when when, when close up. But he has like a lot of scratches and stuff. He looks like kind of like, uh, you would, you would expect a realistic, uh, kind of like like someone in a comedy that the, like the comedies where there's a lot of physical comedy. He has the realistic. <laughs> Net, like a little nicks all that from that he gave is a very he is a very throw himself into the mix of fate nice can appreciate that uh, i'm not gonna make you roll to to open the uh the bottles um i mean i mean if if you have a corkscrew i think you can open them up pretty fine or if you know another method i don't really drink wine so i don't know all the intricacies on how to get it open. Well, they've invented screw top wine bottles now. These are definitely not those. These, yeah, I um, figured that if it came from a rich guy's cellar. Yeah, um, one of them um, just has a date on it that says nineteen eight uh, twenty eight, and yeah. the other one says eighteen oh five. Which one's the eighteen oh five? The red. I'll take the red. I think. Right. I mean, I'll I'll have one of each to you. Just mixed in the same glass. I was just gonna say, Gabe mixes them in the same glass for his own. 
He did not understand wine. I, Two I'm shots sure the, of vodka. <laughs> I'm sure the the wine aficionados who listen to us is like, you monsters. Believe me, I don't think we have wine aficionados listening to our shows. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. If you're there, make yourself known. Yeah. So yeah, um, your your wine and stuff is poured, and about the time, um, Joel returns with an older, a little older. Well, I say older. He's probably in his mid fifties. Um, he kind of walks with a limp. Um, it's almost like there's there's a rock in his shoe or they don't fit just right. Um, he's he's kind of pudgy um, and he's balding, but he's got his hair like combed over um, to give this kind of like, you know, if this was an actor in a movie, it would be Kevin Spacey. Okay. And uh, he's dressed in a very nice suit. Um, I wouldn't say that it's it's tailored exactly for him. Um, it seems to almost like sit a little wrong on him and you can't quite put your finger on why it's wrong. Um, but he gives a slight nod and he says, uh, good evening. And he takes a seat, uh, at the opposite head of the table from Isabella. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Well, now that we're all here, Joel says, as he starts, um, dispensing the meals that, you know, if nobody had got grabbed, he he'd start passing them out. And um, inside, um, it's it seems to be some sort of uh, like creamy crab soup or stew. The the man who just entered doesn't make a move to to eat the food. He's rather instead more focused on the rest of you. Meanwhile, it's rude to steer, dear. Mm, well, pardon, I uh, I just was kind of curious about the. Uh, sort of members who would be at such a gathering and what kind of people uh, the late Mr. Karloff would have associated with. It seems like it's just women and children. Not that there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) And what about you? What do you do, old man? I, uh, let's just say I'm in sales and acquisitions. Oh, come now. We all know that we're all here. Cut the bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> you've got quite the mouth on you we all know Karloff was doing things that <sighs> maybe our lawyer friend here didn't know about but the rest of us were probably well aware of I, I would just like to say that attorney pre- client privileges don't extend to all of you so if you're about to bring up something illegal or something like that it would be a good idea for me to leave the room and come back whenever you're done or else I have to report it to the proper authorities. Well, Just say. If, if we put you on our payroll after you know, then does that count? I mean, if you all want to pay me, you know, my my standard uh, retainer's fee. Um, uh, okay, so you can be bought. Got it. Understood. I, I wouldn't say bought. I mean, this is this is just, just usual practice. He does have a mistress and multiple children to support, so I would say yes, yes, he can be bought. Perhaps we should just speak in hypotheticals. It, it, exactly that that would that would be best. And Joel just goes back to like nervously like eating quickly. Now, hypothetically, what is it that you do, Mister? Well, uh, you could call me Savati for tonight. Mm. Uh, Severus Savati. Oh. <laughs> and he's got a comb over. Mm-hmm. 
No facial hair. Oh, no Vincent Price look. No. Oh. This is getting into a meta joke because the Keeper players know that this does not look like Severus Savardi that they know. But the the characters um, probably wouldn't know Severus. I mean, Isabella might know a relative of Severus. (laughs) Possibly. Yeah. I think Gabriel says, well, I just helped. What was the name of the person we're meeting with? Sorry, my brain's... Ronald Karloff. Yeah. Uh, he says, well, I just happened to uh, help Mr. Karloff with some unique extermination jobs. That's all. Pest control. Well, that's an admirable profession. Sometimes there's some, some pests that's got to be dealt with, and uh, sometimes they hate to have to do it, but sometimes it's got to be done. Oh, I completely agree. Some pests just need to be exterminated. And he is looking directly at Isabella. Once again, sir, it's rude to stare. Pardon. Where are my manners? And he reaches and grabs a wine glass and starts filling it with the red wine. And he'll like sit there and like swirl it a little and, and be drinking. As for my association with the recently deceased, I suppose you could say we shared a father. Oh, so you're a bastard then. I wouldn't quite pull it, put it that way, sir, but my parents were indeed not married. Arose by any other name. And what about you? He gestures to Kate. Yes. Oh, I, I just helped Mr. Karloff with a little bit of research here and there over the years. Indeed. Uh, if you're more curious about how I am associated with... Uh, our deceased friend, um, think of it as more of a professional rivalry. We had a competing interest, and uh, I'm here to pay my respects, along with being invited. So hmm. you're included in the will? I would sure hope so. Speaking of the will, Mr. Joel, right? <clears throat> yes, yes, Joel Ebb, Esquire. <clears throat> yes, Mr. Esquire. What does the will say? Right. Um, well, I can give you the exact wording, or um, I can kind of give you the, the gist of the situation, um, uh, which, whichever you would prefer. Oh, with legal things, we prefer to understand every single detail. I was afraid you were going to say that because I didn't write this out. <laughs> 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 well, I, I won't bog you down with the exact legalese because... To, to, to put it plainly, um, Mr. Karloff says uh, that this home that he's had, this mansion, and the money that he's fallen into hasn't, wasn't gained through family. He, he seemed to receive it from a contest. Um, he, he calls it a contest of champions. It's, it's colorful language. I've, I've never heard of any such thing. Um, but he says that you are not the only ones involved in this contest. To whomever makes it the entire night inside this home, he, he says, you know, if you make it and live. But I, I can assure you, I've, I've inspected the house. There's nothing here that seems, you know, to, to put your own lives at risk. I, I should say, you know, just stay out of the basement or the cellar. It's completely safe. But uh, he says, yeah, if you should make it through the night, you can have ownership of this house and uh, all of his money. And which are con- considerable funds. 
does his will specifically specify for us to stay out of the cellar or is that your that's my recommendation you know there's 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 really nothing of interest down there there's just wine bottles but you know it's it's dark uh, it's got a single light and you know yeah i don't want you to fall down the stairs um i haven't had that zoned or anything he says that you know if more than one of you should survive the house will pass to all of your names or just to the person you know if if you decide to give up your share to a single individual they would inherit it but yeah it, it would become yours to split mm. and he says that he is considered the four of you to be very close friends or as close of friends as he's ever had and he wishes you luck signed to kate mccamel gabriel hickey isabella price and severus savardi and that was the only rule that we're just to survive the night nothing on no other requirements yes upon me leaving um the house will be locked you're just supposed to survive the night here well gentlemen and ladies i hope there are no hypothetical situations that will happen between us tonight yes i don't need the money and I don't need the house. But if hypothetically you want to take my life, then I will have to take yours back. Well, I said no such thing, dear. I was just saying that I hope no hypotheticals were to happen to any of us while we were spending the night here. Oh, no. I just want to make my position incredibly clear. Understood, dear. The man who identifies as Severus Fardy is like watching the back and forth between you two, and he can't hide his smile. Something funny there, Mr. Savata? Oh, I just love to see how swiftly uh, the veil of humanity falls whenever money gets involved. I mean, nothing said that we were to kill each other. And yet uh, the first warning is, you know, don't come after me or I will kill you. I I've just... seen Squid Game. I, too, have a Netflix subscription. <laughs> I do not. Perhaps you'll have to explain it to me sometime. It's, it's, it's quite good. It's, it's really good. I, I suggest you watch it. Joel stands up and he's like, right. And he stuffs the will into his jacket pocket. He's like, right. There is a copy of this back at my office. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, there's one thing I need to pick up upstairs. And then, you know, I'll be out of your air. He takes off. The camera follows Joel upstairs as he goes into he goes into the study. He picks up a painting and moves it aside, and there is a wall safe. And he puts in the code to the wall safe and opens it up. There are several large bills stuffed into a duffel bag. It it looks like in the upward realms of a million dollars American. And he grins and picks up one of the stacks and, you know, does that like thumb his finger through it and to make, you know, the crisp bills flap. And he grins and puts the money back in and zips up the double bag and he lifts it. And a trap door under the safe bottom flips and we hear a metallic clink. Joel doesn't hear that. He closes the wall safe and puts the painting back. And he's like, good, now I get to get out of this freaky place. He starts going downstairs 
and there is a man standing in his way with pale white skin. This man is seven feet tall and of a huge muscular build. His head is even shaped mostly angular and square. He's got white hair that's messy and tangled. He wears a uniform with serial numbers on it. It's blue. And um, in his eyes, he has nothing but fury and rage. As he looks down at the lawyer, he grabs him by the throat. And you hear a swift... And he tosses him over the stairs. And in the dining room, you hear the body thud hard on the ground. Perhaps someone should go and see what it is. Yeah, Kate's not waiting. She's rushing to the to the hall. I think Gabe is starting to move, and then I have a beginning of mystery move. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes, please. I forgot to ask if anybody has beginning of mystery things. Yeah, because I have Destiny's placing at the beginning of each mystery. Roll weird to see what's revealed about your immediate future. On a 10 plus, you reveal a useful keeper will reveal a useful detail about the coming story. Seven to nine, vague hint. And I miss something bad is going to happen. And I'm not tempting my I'm not tempting Gabe's life on rule 20, so I'm rolling normal <laughs> dice. That's fine. <laughs> wow, that was super close to being bad. Uh, that is a eight. An eight. Okay, and so what happens on a seven to eight? Or I seven get a big. I get a big hint about the mystery. Let me think about how this manifests. I think you, like Kate, is the first one out the door, and I think you're right behind her. And whenever you step through the door, the entire room changes, and you're standing right above a pit of fire and torment, and you can see demons flying around and when they see you they fly upwards and it's like they hit an invisible force pounding hard and hard against it and for a moment you feel safe behind this invisible barrier and then it shakes and it shakes again and then one of the demon's hands reaches through the barrier and grabs your leg and you can feel its burning hot grip squeezing tightly on you as it starts pulling you down and then it's back to the scene and you're in the hallway of the mansion and you're following behind kate i i, I think gabe as he's walking he you kind of hear like a painful grunt as he has this vision he starts to walk it up i think there's as even though it's just a vision he's kind of limping with that leg and he's like god damn it demons Kate stops and turns around. Demons? Did you did you say demons? Suddenly, Isabella Price is right next to you. There's no indication that she's moved or anything. She's just suddenly there. Demons, yes, please. I had a vision. There's a barrier, but it's weakening, and then a demon grabbed my leg inappropriately. <laughs> there was no consent to be had. Pass control. Understood. Kate turns back around to the body. I want to look it over and and see what's going on here. All right. Do you want to roll investigate a mystery? I would love to. All right. That is that is a 10, actually. Okay. I, I got afraid because I rolled a six and a one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, on a 10 plus, you hold two. And you can ask one of the following questions. 
or you can ask me two more general questions or one specific one. I want to say what happened here. Okay. Um, as you're looking over this body, you can tell that his neck was broken. You don't see a handprint on his neck, however. It seems like from the way his legs are bent, they were broken on the way down. And you can see that he had gripped in his hands a large bag of money. Mm. And then looking around at the general area and at the body, what is being concealed here? As you look up, you look to look up to see where the man fell from, uh, where uh, Mr. Ebb fell from. You see this large figure up there, but he becomes translucent and then he disappears. Wonderful. Wonderful. Demons or ghosts or both? That about sums it up. You hear um, the man who identified himself as Severus Savardi as he is standing in this hallway. So I have a confession now that the uh, lawyer has gone home, as it were. I am not Severus Savati. But I wasn't lying whenever I was saying I was an adversary of Mr. Karloff. Just uh, think of me as your friend. I'm Arnold friend. I want this house, plain and simple. I have been after it for a lot longer than any of you have been alive. I will come in with the same offer that I have always done in this quote-unquote contest of champions. I will put my best against you, you who are the champions of Karloff's legacy. He chose you to be his, his representatives. In this house, hidden, are four ghosts, some specters who I personally control. Now, if they survive the night, the house becomes mine. Why, you may be asking, is this house so special? It's what's below us. There are some places in this world that are very thin whenever it comes to the veil between the realms of Infernus and the realms of uh, Earth. Hellmouths, as uh, they're commonly called. And this house, house stands right over one. So to put it short plainly, beat my ghost and I'll disappear out of your lives. But... If they manage to kill you all, the house becomes mine. And it is, as they say, game over. I just have one question for you, sir, Mr. Arnold Friend. Why do you get four ghosts and we only have three champions? Well, there should have been four of you, but uh, it seems somebody's uh, invitation was lost in the mail. Shouldn't one of the ghosts be lost in the mail then to make it fear? I don't understand where you get this idea that I'm going to fucking play fair. I'm a fucking demon. Is this thing on? Can't you see the red light? God, how bad are your eyes? I can see the red light, but no one said to talk. Hi, I am Marie Redgate, and um, this is... Angus McRae. And we uh, fight monsters, because those are real. The boogeyman that you fear, the real, that thing under your bed, is also real. But we're here to fight them. Kick their ass, but, you know, that's close enough. Do you even literally think we should be doing this? I mean, who would believe a couple of uh, monster hunters from a little town called Hendricks, which we're stuck in, thanks to you? Thanks to me. I would have been gone a long time ago if I still had a car. But I guess you shouldn't have drove it off a bridge. 
We interrupt this bickering to inform you that we are Red Gate and Wolf, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Why? Why is it Red Gate and Wolf? Should not be Wolf and Red Gate. I do all the work. And as she talked about kicking ass, I do that. You wouldn't be able to go anywhere to kick ass if I didn't drive you there. Drive me. You drive me crazy. Find us on your favorite podcast app now. Do you enjoy podcasts with varying content, such as superheroes? And you see more of the bushes coming to chase the kids? Um, all right. Um, I think I need to get their attention focused on me. Tell them to leave them alone. Transforming heroes. And he nods to the giant dragon turtle. You hear a crunch as I crush a building as I walk forward. We have... No, the library! (laughs) Not the books. And a bit of horror... It looks almost like there's entrails going in opposite direction. That's a little bit of whatever it is you can see. It's just these red, oh, ready, stringy stuff. Okay. Oh, well, okay then. Oh. Yikes. Then you should check out Dungeons & Pop, a tabletop variety show that involves several guests from the actual play scene, as well as other people who just wanted to try out being on a podcast, which you can join on our Discord server. We release episodes regularly on Wednesday on your podcast player of choice. I want to try to run, kind of like run, kick off a wall, and just like gra- try to grab it, grab it, like like the the, the the whole like uh closing the legs. Uh huh. And you, yeah. you you spin and use the momentum. Yeah, the the Black Widow move that she does. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, roll me some kicks, some ass. Oh no, this that's is a two to one out of dice, so that's a five. <laughs> yeah, so you run and you kick off this wall, and you're about to like make this attack. And this seven foot muscular ghost appears and just grabs you and lifts you up and throws you across the room. And you take two harm as you slam into the wall. Armor defeating or not armor defeating? If you have armor, you're protected. Okay. Well, I I just have one armor. So it'd be just one. Yeah. Yeah. So you just take one arm. Okay. Um. Isabella would like to pull out her wooden cross, which has some kind of symbol etched into it, and she will hold it out, straight out in front of her and march towards Arnold Fiend. Arnold Fiend, sorry. Yeah. And she will be muttering words under her breath, and she wants to try and drive him back, push him away. Okay. What do you roll for that? Cool. All right. Give me a cool roll. Rolled a seven, mixed success. So, on a ten plus, you stop the creature, creating an opportunity. On a seven or nine, you briefly prevent the monster from attacking. Yeah, so you are marching forward with this cross, and you're chanting your incantations or your prayer, and it's clear it has an obvious effect. And he stumbles back, 
And when he does so, his shoes fall off. And you can see his feet aren't normal human feet. They're cloven hooves. His kind of human facade starts fading away. And his skin looks like it's severely burned and cracked. And his eyes are red. And he has two horns that are coming from his forehead. And he, like, hisses. Fine. If, if that's the way you're going to play it, I know where I'm not welcome. I'll see you all in the morning. And from his back sprouts two large wings. And then he's gone. Oh, well, wonderful. Demons and ghosts. Yes, well, I'm more partial to fighting demons, but I've been known to handle a ghost or two. Are you okay over there, Ghostbuster? Uh, that's what I'm about to ask. Did the, did the ghost disappear after he threw me, or is it still there? Oh, he's still there. He's glaring at all like, of you. Like, I think I think he just he pushes himself up, and you just see him just uh, unclasp something, and his chain just kind of get, falls to the ground as he uh, grabs one hand and goes, "Oh, I'll, I'll feel better in a moment." Excellent. And Kate turns back around and flicks her wrist, and I want to use magic. All right. Um, what are you trying to do? What I'm trying to do is I want to hold the ghost in place for Gabriel to be able to take a shot. Awesome. Roll plus weird. Yeah. So that's an eight on the dice plus two. That's a 10. All right. On a 10 plus you do what you set out to do. Um, Okay. Uh, Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is trap a person. Yeah. Trap a monster. All right. Yeah. So yeah, he gets like, He's his eyes are locked with Gabriel's and he like growls and just steps forward like and he's moving in. And then he it's like he walks into an invisible wall and you have him trapped there. Now, uh, Gabriel, if you're going to attack, um, I think I think that'll give you a plus one just situationally. And one thing I'd say, as as he's pulling the whip, it starts to grow, the chain, it starts to grow, it goes thicker and it covered in spikes. And you just hear like the wind kind of like shift is something I've done with him where like, it's almost like nature starts going to go, starting to whistle. (laughs) In the background as he lashes out with with his chain. Oh, 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 that's a 15. There you go. Oh, awesome. What kind of tags do you have on that whip? Uh, I have uh, artifact, spikes, and heavy. So it's it's magical, uh, three harm, messy. Okay. Uh, oh, and it's also area in hand because it's a chain. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you whip this chain forward and it, it hits the seven foot tall muscular ghost. And you see him wince in pain and like he growls and just like yells at you. He's still like pushing hard against the trap. And Kate, you can feel like him moving against your hold. Like you, you're holding him, but it's difficult. Isabella, is there anything you would like to try to do? Um, Just a quick out of character question. Um, I said that I've dealt with ghosts before. Do I know if any weapons with the holy tag would be beneficial here for fighting them or not? They they can be beneficial um, in harming the ghost. Um, they're especially beneficial whenever a ghost acts in possessions or if they're like a particularly tortured ghost. But I would say you could make a 
good enough guess that if Arnold was telling the truth, they're beholden unto him. And that means that there might be some infernal, you know, nastiness in the mix. So, you know, you, you feel pretty confident that, you know, your holy weapons may do some damage. Okay, but what what she'll do then is she'll rifle through her purse and she'll pull out this this little cylindrical object and and a handgun and she will take a moment to pray over both of them, which is divine sanction so I can make those objects, um, bless those objects so they temporarily gain the holy tag. Okay. And when that's done, she'll turn to Kate and she'll say, do you know how to fire a gun, dear? This one's been blessed. Uh, guns, uh, I have guns. It's not necessarily my style. And she just like grips tighter and you see the ghost for like rock up against that wall. Excellent. I I guess I'll use both weapons. Do I have time to fire a shot at the ghost or do you want to move to someone else? No. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll act or not act under pressure. Kick some ass. Kick some ass. Yeah. Yeah, I do not have anything can get some ass. Well, that was a fail with a three. Okay, so what are you attacking Experience. with? I was gonna. I was firing with the handgun, so two harm, close, loud, and holy at the moment. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Gabriel, since you failed, don't forget to mark experience. Oh right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Isabel, you fire this gun, and. Much to your surprise, it seems to hit this invisible hold on the ghost. And Kate, you can feel that it just shatters. Now he is moving in on you, Isabella. And oh. I want you to roll act under pressure for me. That one's uh, cool, isn't it? Yeah. Be cool. I rolled an eight. Okay. So I'm going to give you a hard choice. You can get away but you're going to throw Kate under the bus or you can face this head on and take the full hit. Do I know how much the full hit is in this instance or not? Mm, no. Possibly two, isn't it? Sorry, dear. And um, she'll back the fuck up and throw Kate under the bus. I think in your scramble to get away, you sort of like pull Kate in front of you or Kate just gets in between you and the ghost and he will backhand Kate. And knocking her across the room for two harm. Oh, you're a real charmer, aren't you? And he just grins at you. And let's he'll... try this again, shall we? Yeah. And Kate raises her hand, and you see some of the tattoos on her arm glow green. And she snaps her finger. Uh, and I'm gonna cast some magic here. Yeah, do some magic. That is an eleven. Awesome. With my plus one from earlier. So what are you trying to do? I am going to burn everything or specifically this ghost. Uh, So this is three harm, ignore armor, magic, obvious. And I want this thing to burst into flames. Yeah. Um, Are you shooting something at it? Are you like, like having the fire come from within it? From within it. Okay. Isabella, you see him like pursuing like even further to you and his eyes just have this burning hatred and it seems to manifest behind his eyes quite literally as a pillar of fire just erupts within this ghost and 
like you hear him growl, but he disappears. Lovely. Well, three more. Yeah, you all are free to explore the house. I can give you a list of rooms if you would like. So you already know there's the kitchen. There is a ballroom. There's a conservatory. There's a billiard room. There's a library, (laughs) a study, the entrance hall, the lounge, the dining room, and the cellar. Can I just pull up the game board from Clue? (laughs) Guess what I did yesterday for my D&D game. I used the game board for Clue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was... (laughs) I was really like trying to find like really good maps for a mansion to to base this off of. And I was like, wait, there's clue. I could just I could just borrow from clue. Yeah, it's just it's just clue. Yeah. Why would you do anything else? Exactly. So, yeah, any of the basic rooms from clue, you can search through to try to find the other ghosts or uh, more information about maybe what's going on. Okay. well, I want to roll. I want to move three spaces to the left. And uh, roll for it. <laughs> I was going to say, are you playing as Miss Peacock? Because she has the advantage starting out. She's the closest <laughs> to a room. That is true, isn't it? Yeah. The second best advantage is Mr. Er, is Professor Plum, who moves to a room that has a secret passageway. So. Got to get the meta, the, the <laughs> bank clue meta. Yeah. I, I have a ranked clue player, so... <laughs> Ladies, uh, have, uh, take have a, the world speed running clue. Yeah, <laughs> I I think Gabe would speak up and go. There, there's something I could try, but uh, you might want to stand back. You don't want to get any blood on you. Sometimes there's a lot of blood. Why do you think we wear black, dear? On Wednesdays we wear pink. That's a that's a very fair point. And I think Gabe Gabe is going to use his "How are you weird?" move because he is sensitive, oh. both emotionally and psychically. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Does he need a hug? Oh, as I told you guys, that's a three. <laughs> so, uh, my, miss, your brain makes contact with something dangerous. Okay, so your brain makes contact with something dangerous. So, I think you s- psychically reach out and you start hearing a little girl's voice in your head. The worms, worms crawl in, the worms, worms crawl out, into, into your stomach and out your mouth. They, they eat your intestines, they scramble your heart. Now you feel like you're falling apart. This, this is how it is to die. You end up looking like, like apple pie. Delightful. I love that I, I just showed you guys like a ghost that like will throw you across the room and killed somebody in one hit and you're freaked out by the little child singing. There's an evil little girl in here. We're all going to die. There's always an le- evil little girl in here. There's at least two of us standing in front of you. Now let's go. <laughs> Shay. He's like, well, he's always the evil girl is the most dangerous. It's, it's just like how the guy in the back of the Japanese mafia is always the one who's going to do something crazy and powerful. Let's hope you're the virgin in the party, dear. You'll be most likely to survive that way. <laughs> Got Gabe kind of like, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> he's like, well, okay. Then. You watch too many movies, dear. Now we know, we know that there's probably one in the cellar, if not our fiendish friend let's go upstairs and check it out and hopefully we'll find something useful 
I think out of character we'll also discover there's no bedrooms in this place. <laughs> I mean, he never married. I mean, there's sure, sure. there's 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 bedrooms, but they're in the separate wing. That uh, I didn't. We're only in this wing. <laughs> uh, as a as a fan of your characters, and to be completely transparent, I didn't map out bedrooms in the other wing. So uh, this is this is really where you know you're only going to find some useful stuff. No no reason to go to the east wing. No 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 okay, reason. So so we'll it's find forbidden. the ro- rope in the study and the revolver in the ballroom. Maybe. Shall <laughs> Maybe. we? Shall we? Stay together or split up? Are you a fan of safety in numbers or swiftness? I usually get lit on fire when I go on my own, personally. I don't mind Ghostbuster here. You will have to watch her back. Right. Duly noted. All right. So um, where does Kate and Gabriel go and where does Isabella go? Kate just walks up the stairs. (laughs) Okay, I think we've established canonically like the study is upstairs. Um, like I haven't like really mapped up where everything is, but like you know, the kitchen and the dining room are downstairs, and the study is upstairs. Yeah, I would imagine the study and the conservatory would be on the upper level. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense, kind of. Yeah, I and think the ballroom probably is two floors. Well, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, the conservatory and the library are going to be two floors. Mm, okay. Because I like a big library and I cannot lie. <laughs> you, right. best kid deny. you like big books also? Yes. I'm all about those books, about those books, about those books. No TV shows. I'm just kidding. All right. Yeah, Kate goes upstairs. Okay. Gabriel uh, can do whatever he wants, but Kate's going upstairs. <laughs> Okay. Isabella will walk off to start whatever, go back to the, uh, go for the lounge, I guess. Oh, and okay. she'll say to Gabriel, don't get caught on fire, dear. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go with <laughs> Isabella and uh, I'll let you, the rest, the rest of you kind of like decide more specifically where you want to go. Oh, I was going to say Gabe falls after Isabella because I rolled... <laughs> Put on the dice to see which way to go. <laughs> All I, right. think, I, I think I think it's also because if I remember correctly, Isabella is the older of the two, so he's. I uh, don't more. think we specified. Isabella looks older. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, looks older, so he's, he's got he's kind of like in that. Um, I need an adult. Likes older women. You got it. No, 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 no. This is not another younger troll women. situation. Okay. <laughs> that good old boy scouting. Yeah, it's this good old boy scouting. And he's from what he's also from what he's seen so far, Kate can handle her handle herself in a fight. She's literally lit the, blew up a ghost. Meanwhile, Isabella shot the barrier and shattered it. <laughs> And you've been flung around by the ghost. I, I see the two supposedly incompetent people are coming together to make a positive, competent person. Is that your logic there? No, when you add two negatives together, they make to a be positive, fair, right? When he actually <laughs> was targeting the ghost, he hit the ghost. It's only when he went after the other guy that he cheated and, and called it back up like a, like a, like a, like a coward. I, I really thought you were going to say like a bitch. <laughs> he, he, he called it Yelp. That's cheating. I'm a demon. 
all right. So the lounge has several chairs and sofas along with a bar in the corner with several drinks locked inside of a glass cabinet. Is there a key in the cabinet or is there a key not there? I think if you go looking for the key, you'll find it under the bar. Mm-hmm. Like under a lip. I'll find like, the key. Yeah. Yeah, you have a key to this glass cabinet. I will open the glass cabinet. You will find several different bottles of whiskey and brandy and uh, scotch, but they're in like their own glass containers and you don't know like specifically like what's what. Okay. Are there any that are, I assume they're the decanters with the little not very great stoppers. Yeah. Are there anything still in a sealed bottle? Oh, there's probably a scotch like in a uh, like green bottle. Um, sure, I'll take that and put it in my purse. <laughs> Gabe, do you do you react to this at all? I feel like he has like he kind of puts up a finger for a moment, but then he just kind of stops and just takes it as like they're better moral legal age than I am. Nope, nope, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Get him. <laughs> he kind of throws up his hands. He just, I think, his gut reaction is that he goes to look around the room to see because. He's been called Ghostbuster more than once now, so I think he's he's trying to embrace the role. And I think it's like looking at the table, seeing if there's any signs of like glasses, any signs of like a ghost being in here moving stuff around. Or like if there are any, if there's any signs of anything being disturbed in here since we know that the previous owner had died, so there wouldn't be much, you know, he's looking for like signs like there's upset, if that makes sense. Yeah, go ahead and roll me investigate a mystery. All right. And that's sharp, right? Yeah. Or if you would rather, you could try to reach out over the psychic realm. Not, no, Find no. Another little girl again. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to, right. He's, he's, he's holding back on that because, I mean, that's a negative one off the dice. Well, I at least get a one with this. Plus one. I applaud your bravery for even attempting it the first time. Oh, wow, that's a 10. Okay. On a 10 plus, you get to ask two questions. All right. You can ask uh, any two off the list. You can ask me two vague ones, or you can ask me one specific one. Where's the fucking ghost? <laughs> is there a ghost in this room? I guess be best one. Is, uh, there, is there anyone here with us? Is there anyone here with us? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I think with your keen experience with ghosts, you don't pick up on anything. You don't see any evidence of poltergeist or otherwise action here. Okay, then my second question is, based off of my experience with ghosts, what rooms do I know are, like, they're just the prime spot for ghosts? Where where do ghosts love to love to haunt? <laughs> what, are the, what are the good haunting grounds for ghosts? Typically, if ghosts exist uh, in a certain space, like if they're confined to a certain uh, area, they tend to stay in areas that they're um, they're drawn to that may have a piece of their old life to it, like some sort of anchor. Or, you know, if they've lived in a certain area, they'll like stay in like specific rooms. Okay. I, I think Gabe kind of looks back to Isabel goes, so good news. I, there isn't a ghost in here. Sort of good news. If we can figure out more about what ghosts we're dealing with, we can use that to figure out where they are. And the bad news? I don't know how we do that. 
Right. I see why you're the one who always gets set on fire when you're alone, then, dear. I'm very flammable. Uh, do you all want to do anything else in the lounge while you're here? I just look around to see if there's anything else that could be beneficial or that I think could be beneficial to hunting for the ghosts. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's worked out that, oh, you know, we can we can find them, but I don't know how. And it's kind of like, what? Yeah, you want to roll investigate a mystery maybe? Sure. Which is sharp, right? Yeah. I just realized something. Is there water in the lounge? Um, there could be water in the lounge. Yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And Gabe's seen Isabella uh, bless stuff. Yeah. You want some holy water? Yes. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Too bad you don't have a squirt gun. Well, here's the thing. Gabe has a, has a third part to this plan. Okay. Make holy water. Drench himself in it. Make himself the biggest target. Yeah. So um, let's do the investigative mystery roll first. And then we can. I rolled a 13. You rolled a 13. Well, you can hold two. You can ask any question from the list, or you can ask me two general questions or one specific question. I'm trying to work out how to word it because it might be like you just go, yes, instead of telling me what I want. I guess I'll just ask what I had asked initially is what in here could help me in any way fight the ghosts? I think you notice um, as you're looking around, you see a sealed letter and it has your name written on it yoink yeah you open it and read it as you're reading you hear Ronald's uh, voice yes you hear Ronald Carlos voice dear Isabella I've been having a lot of strange dreams lately and I believe my time has come if you're reading this I am most likely dead and in which case you have been invited into the contest of champions I suspect that an old adversary of mine may be competing against you as well. And if that's the case, he may be utilizing some of the ghost of the grounds of this uh, building. If that is the case, I will give you the names of the individuals. And I have laid clues out around the rest of the house. I could not banish them at the time because, well, because frankly... I felt the magic dwindling from me, but hopefully you can find a way to destroy their anchors and get rid of them. The ghosts are Cyrus Grundy, Sarah Blackthorne, <laughs> Colonel Francis J. Hook, and Baron Ollie Babish. I'm not sure what their anchors are at this moment, but perhaps with some research from my resources, you could find out. Sincerely, your brother. Well... I suppose this is pretty helpful. Um, boy, I suppose we should go find the uh, the other one and share notes. All right, that makes sense. Uh, Why are you holding that pitcher of water? Uh, well, I got an idea of how we may be able to help fend off these ghosts, but I, I, uh, I, I, I need to I need put your... yourself out if you catch on fire. Yes, water would be very beneficial, I suppose. Oh, true, true, but. If they go, if it really reaches for me, if I'm covered in holy water, ah, he kind of looks like the, the smile. Right, keeper. Do I know how long um, something can have the holy tag when it says briefly in the move? Um, I'd assume like 
how far up would you 24 say hours? how far up are you, <laughs> would you consider yourself in the hierarchy in your, yeah in the hierarchy well i say she's been doing it for a pretty long time probably since she first observed demons in her childhood so i think she would have been an easily inducted pretty early into the order okay um yeah i'd say you know you can stick the holy tag on something for the night yes you're pretty confident in that it's a one shot why not yeah okay cool i'll be like okay dear bring it here he brings over the pitcher of water and then she'll plunge one fist into the pitcher of water and start praying over it. All right. Uh, I forgot. Do you need to roll something for this? Mm, you are able to take a moment and bless objects or weapons. They temporarily gain the holy tag. That okay. All it says. All right. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and look at C or cut to Kate. I, I just really love that Gabriel's going to be walking around soaking wet and Isabella could have just blessed his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's fully aware of that as well. Judging I know. Well, Gabriel's thinking about that. If he's wet and he touches it, they pull away. Their hand is still wet. <laughs> he's basically turning, putting himself in, in ghost Nepal. <laughs> he's also trying to make his clothes fire retardant. So as long as he yeah. doesn't dry... You know, we yeah. just have to keep yeah. moisturizing him like that character of Doctor Who. Moisturize me, moisturize me. Yeah, just keep a squirt gun on you. Yeah, that's, mm, that's what we that need is purse. just holy water squirt guns. My next yeah, strong character stupid. is is going to be, a you know, a 10-year-old kid who's just like so pumped to kill demons. Yeah, he just has a Nerf gun. Yeah, a Nerf gun that's been blessed by the Pope. All right. <laughs> that would be blessed for eternity <laughs> yeah sure why not you seem like a happy kid i'll i'll <laughs> this will be fine yeah I, nothing wrong could come of this to be honest i think francis would be like the only pope who would be like down for that he'd be like yeah okay that's fine that's cool sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> all right so what's kate up to kate has gone upstairs to the study okay yeah so i'm Walking in the study and taking a look around, I right. assume. What? What's a? Give me a vibe check. What's this? <laughs> what's this place like? Uh, the study has several large and comfy chairs with lamps set near them uh, for studying and contemplation. There's a large mahogany desk at the far end of the room, uh, and there's a large portrait of Lonald himself on the wall. He has large, dark sideburns and dark hair. And he has a large, imposing figure wears suit, and he wears suits. Uh, to give you a kind of idea of what he may look like, um, he looks like John Reese Davies. Okay. Oh, Lonald, you always did have style. And I want to take around, take a look around his study and uh, see what's being concealed here. Okay. Uh, investigate a mystery. Okay. So seven plus two is a nine. All right. You get to hold one. What okay. is being concealed here? I would say you notice that the portrait of Lonald is kind of a little crooked, like just off a little bit from how it's supposed to be sitting on the wall. And whenever you go to adjust it, you just think out of curiosity, you pull it forward a little bit and you see that there is a wall safe in there. 
Oh, Lonald, you you did like your Agatha Christie novels, didn't you? Yeah, she reaches up and she just touches the I assume it's like a dial on a, on the wall safe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I I'm looking this over and I want to find out what's in here. So I'm going to try and use some magic. Okay. Ooh, that is a five. Okay. So the magic doesn't work as intended. You suddenly know, not feel, you know, you are not alone in this room. And as you're messing with this dial on this uh, ball safe, you hear a growling behind you. Mm, Yeah. Kate is like reaching up and touching the wall safe and she feels the hairs on the back of her neck stand up uh, and she turns quickly around and pulls a silver aphthame out from her pocket. Yeah, you see the seven-foot muscular build of one Cyrus Grundy, the ghost Mm. that you thought you had just destroyed. A little more durable than you seemed, huh? Nothing stops Cyrus. Born on Monday and that. Okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) You want to read a bad situation for me? Yes, I would love to. Okay, that is eight plus one, nine. Okay, seven to nine. You hold one from that list. In the read about it situation? Yeah. Uh, what's most vulnerable to me? So you start thinking about this and like you know that you've done a lot of damage to this ghost. Something here just isn't quite right. And so if you aren't able to automatically dispel a ghost, likely they have an anchor of some sort. Um, usually it can be their own body, like their, their physical body um, in a grave, which in which case, you know, you have to dispel with salt and uh, fire, but they can also be la- attached to things that were important in their lives. Inside the room, you see two items that catch your eye. You see a lead pipe and you see a rope. Those are both vulnerable to you. And you can feel that there is a bond between them and Cyrus, but you're not sure which one has the the anchor bond. So you're going to have to make a decision. Dang, are are they the money? They're not next to each other. That would be too easy, right? No, they're <laughs> they're on opposite sides of the room because uh, yeah, the, the lead pipe is on the mantle and the rope is on the desk. Yeah, or something like that. Like one of the chairs has like a lamp and like a little like side table next to it. And that's where the rope is. And, um, and like, it's sitting on a book. And then on the other side of the room, like there's a lead pipe, like sitting kind of displayed on a bookshelf. Yeah. Kate would run for the lead pipe. All right. Roll act under pressure. That is a 10. All right. On 10 plus you do what you set out to do. So yeah, you go running um, past Cyrus as he slams down. And just obliterates this mahogany desk. Like you know, it was so nice. I know, right? Mahogany. (laughs) But yeah, it shatters and explodes into splinters. And you like rush past and you grab this lead pipe. Okay. When I grab the pipe, do I feel anything or does, does Solomon, not, not Solomon Grundy. That's a different character entirely. That's totally different character. Yeah. It's a different tall gray character. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Of muscular build. Yeah. Does uh, Cyrus react any sort of way when I grab the pipe? 
yeah um he sees you grab it and he like stops like from like moving in on you and he's like what are you gonna do with that well either bash your head in or (laughs) burn you up he we'll see he he chuckles at that (laughs) you can't hurt me well we'll we'll see about that and i want to chuck the lead pipe at his head yeah roll extra under pressure for me act under pressure okay yeah that is a five. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> chuck this at him, and like it just goes right through his his form, and you hear it, you know, like fall on the ground and do the you know metal on wood as it like rolls and like lands against the wall. <laughs> okay, well that's so one well. problem solved. You don't learn so well, do you, girly? Oh, I I learned plenty. Thank you. And he's going to lunge after you. I'm going to try and slide under him. All right. Roll me another act under pressure. I've been playing way too much fucking Metroid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is another 10. All right. Yeah. You do what you set out to do. So he lunges for you, but you're just too fast for him. You, you juke him and you just like slide like right up between his legs. Yeah. Where do you and, go now? Uh, now I, I imagine I'm on the other side of him, so I'm near the ruined desk and the lead pipe and now the rope. Yep. And so I want to uh pick up the rope and just light it on fire with magic. Okay, use magic. That is a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is this one of your rotes or um no, I was just doing the uh, inflict harm on an object. Okay. Um, it's a backlash, right? Yeah. So I think you start like focusing and trying to light it on fire. And in this time, Cyrus just reaches and he grabs the rope out of your hand and pulls it close. Mm, okay. He, he just snatches it from me. Yeah. Yeah. I think he just snatches it before you get the spell off. Mm, okay. What what were you trying to do with that, huh? You gonna burn the place to the ground? Well, hopefully just you, but we'll see. All right. And uh let's go over to Isabella and Gabriel. What are y'all doing? Well, we were gonna go join up with Kate to compare yeah. notes since we found something. After what are you death doing with your picture of holy water, Gabriel. Yeah. After we douse Gabriel in holy water to make sure he's not secretly a demon in, inside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Al- Isabella would have known you weren't a demon inside. All right. So you all head upstairs. And when you get to the study, like you can hear the commotion. And you see Kate is on the other side of um, Cyrus Grundy. And he's standing there looming over her, and in his left hand is this crumpled up rope it's the rope it's the rope it's his anchor it's how he's staying here no it's not how do you know yeah yes we've uh we've learned something in that regard as well it seems perhaps we should um gabriel why don't you try your new holy clothing move on him yeah i think i i think gabriel is gonna just kind of jump and just like 
Or just he's gonna jump on Cyrus's back and try to choke him out with with, with the holy water and bridge. Uh, okay. Um I gotta ask, are you like trying to hurt him? Are you trying to protect Kate or are you just trying to distract him? I'm trying to distract him to help out, I think. Uh oh, help out? Yeah. Because I, I figure that I figure the holy water is not gonna destroy the rope, but if I can if I know I, I know that Kate equals fire good for good fire. The good oh, kind of fire. that's why you're weird. So Kate doesn't sit you on fire. Got it. Kate, do you want to try that and then he can roll help out? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I see I see Gabriel trying to lunge for it, lunge for him, and I flick my wrist and my tattoos glow once again. And I rolled a 11. 11. So I'm nice. going to burn this rope up. All right. Then I'm not going to make you roll for help out, but I mean, I like the narrative of you like helping out anyways. So you just run and like leap on this seven foot like ghost and like, you're like gripping his face and he's like trying to wrench you off with one hand and Kate cast this spell. And I, f- I just pictured at one point, like, cause like, He's got the finger in the nose. Oh, he's like a kid. He's like a kid. <laughs> yeah, you, going you, for the orifices on the face. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, you wrench his like head back, like sticking your fingers in his nose. And um, <laughs> meanwhile, this rope just catches fire, like boom, and it goes up quickly. And as that happens, a spectral noose um, wraps around Cyrus's neck, and he grabs at it and it pulls him away like literally through you gabriel and you fall to the ground and you are covered in ectoplasm does that react with the holy water <laughs> no it's now it's now holy <laughs> ectoplasm <laughs> yes it's very combustible you explode no <laughs> he's like uh, i don't know if i like this better or worse than the fire yeah, and it's He's, this like like lime green, like slimy stuff, like all over you. Like, oh god, ecto cooler is real. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going full of Ghostbuster now. I feel like he spits it. He spits out something like, "Oh god, it actually tastes like ecto." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's uncanny. Isabella will walk over and just kind of edge around all of the the puddle of ectoplasm around um, this young man and say, well, I think it's safe to surmise that they probably are anchored to whatever has killed them since the rope symbolized the noose around, uh, was it Cyrus Grundy? Mm -hmm. His neck? Yeah. Yeah, he he was quite fond of the rope. Kate goes over and picks up the lead pipe. This didn't do anything to him, which is kind of odd, but hmm. well, it is maybe we should keep place. this around just in case. Of course. Well, we were coming up to join you because uh, it seems my brother left a, a letter warning of us that this might have happened and also given us some names of the ghosts so that we might research uh, how to... What means might be needed to destroy them? And I'll rattle off the names. Cyrus Grundy, 
Sarah Blackthorne. There's a colonel and a baron, but I don't remember them because it's too faster than I could write. Sorry, <laughs> Colonel Francis J. Hook and Baron Francis Ollie. J. Hook. Yes, and Baron Ollie Babish. Ollie Babish. Wait, I know one of those names. Oh? Yeah, they're all very familiar. Francis J. Hook specifically rings a bell for me. Yeah. Um, well, Hook is is a reference to Captain Hook from Peter Pan. Yeah. And, and Babish. And Babish is from West Wing. Okay. Uh, Oliver Babish is the lawyer, like throughout like most of the series. Um, and it's also the moniker of um Binging with Babish, who is one of my favorite cooking shows. Oh, okay. On YouTube. Well, so you yeah, there you go. I, I always like to use like little references. Mm-hmm. Cyrus Gun- Grundy being um, Solomon Grundy, aka Cyrus Gold from DC Comics. Yeah, that that one immediately. I was like, mm, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Do we have one for Sarah Blackthorn then? Uh, actually, she's the only one that is completely original. Um, she came to me in a oh. nightmare. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, so, what room do you all want to go to next? Well, if we're doing research, his lab, his library will probably be well stocked. Yes, I concur. Perhaps we should go there next. All right. Yeah, I think Gabriel nods in agreement, but there, there's you kind of see like a look on his face where he, he looks something kind of clicks, and he's just like shudders for a moment, <laughs> and he says, "Wasn't one of those names a girl?" Uh, yeah. yes. Blackwood, right? I really hope that it's this Sarah Blackwood was just messing with me. We're not just going to have to watch a little girl die when we find the anchor. Hmm. Well, if you if it makes you feel better, she's dead anyway. And probably out to kill you first, so. Gotcha. Burn all dolls we find, just in case. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. You know, you... not all girl, not all little girls played with dolls, dear. Well, yes, but I, I know, but I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that she plays with them. I'm just saying, like, just in general, I, as a rule, general, yeah, because it could be the be them. You know, it could be. I don't know. Just in general, dolls they get in all kinds of crevices. So you all enter the library. And the walls of the library are adorned with ancient tomes and shelves. Uh, there are several comfy chairs in the center of the room. One wall has a large fireplace, and the other has a large outcropping with three windows. Um, on the left side of the room, there's a spiral staircase that, um, if you're coming in from upstairs, um, this is where you're entering from. The staircase. Yeah, the spiral stair it leads like if you're on the ground floor, the spiral staircase leads you upstairs. And if you're coming in from upstairs, it'll lead you downstairs. Funny how stairs work like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I never know if I over explain things, but <laughs> all right. Um, so if you want to look through these books and seeing if uh, you can find anything. That you know might help you out. Somebody roll me investigate a mystery. Yeah, I'll take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. That sounded more creepy than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I'm is an eight. An eight. On a seven to nine, 
you can ask one of you can hold one. The last one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to ask what is being concealed here. I was considering a more specific question, but yeah. What is being concealed here? A ghost. Blah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a vampire noise, wasn't it? A vampire. Blah. <laughs> Draculola. Yeah. So I think as you're going through these books, you find a passage referencing Sarah Blackthorne. And this is a personal like journal, I think, from one of the former staff um, in the 1880s. And they refer to that Blackthorn child and how she's very cruel and very mean to the staff. And she likes to sing the creepy song um, about the worms and that, but like her nanny keeps catching her with knives and keeps taking them away. But then she cries to her father and her father enjoys the idea of her being able to protect herself. And he keeps giving her knives and daggers. And uh, there was an incident where she had hurt one of the staff very badly. And the staff member was no longer able to, to walk with one leg. She, she tore one of their Achilles tendons after that. Her parents didn't do anything, and the staff said that it was time that they needed to put things in their own hands. And Gabriel, about that time, you start hearing a voice in your mind. And the worms crawl in, the worms crawl out, the worms play pinochle on your snout, they eat your eyes, they eat your nose, they eat the jelly between your toes. And then Gabe is like starts putting his hands because, and he he starts singing he see, starts singing his own. No 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 I'm not hearing this. Uh, just some silly girl thinks she's hot shit. <laughs> Why don't you roll me act under pressure? <laughs> All right, I can do that. Let me see act under pressure. Act brain. That's cool. Oh, good. That's one of my good. That's one of my few good stats. That's a seven. That's a seven. Yep. All right. On a seven and nine, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. I think I'm going to give you a worst outcome, and I think this girl materializes in front of you, and she's going to charge after you. You know what? I'm going to give you a choice. She's going to charge after you with a knife. Like she like locks eyes with you. And the second you like lock eyes, she runs at you with this knife and you can either dodge out of the way and lose something important or you can take the hit. Okay. Now I got to do five. Whether... Okay. Cause I think I, I think dodge out of the way. Cause I think it fits Gabriel's sort of inherent silliness, unintentional silliness. I just the picture of this like call this uh this beefy guy just dodging out of the way of a little girl. <laughs> okay. Um what kind of protective gear are you wearing? Uh I am <laughs> wearing my jacket as armor. Your jacket? Yeah. Okay. I think as you're dodging away, she just like slices the seam of your jacket and it catches and just goes all the way down, and your jacket is ruined. She, I think, gave it like, sees it's like, no, not my coyotes. 
Jersey. Ah! And he has his hands up and says, like, no. Um, now it's very obvious to everybody in the room that the ghost is there as well. And she like takes this dagger and she's going to try to take another swing at Gabriel unless someone tries to stop her. Uh, Isabella will have that gun out and try again. All right. Kick some ass. Wooden shot. I rolled an eight. Hey, uh, 79. You, you trade harm as established. So how much harm does this do? It does two, And it's currently holy. Okay. So this gun goes off and you see her recoil. And she throws the dagger at you and it sticks into your shoulder for two harm. Does it stay in my shoulder? Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising the accuracy and just oomph that she had behind that. Okay. Well, Isabella will probably stagger back and just put her hand up to the, to the dagger. All right. We need to, we need to look for, uh, daggers. She she loves knives when she was a Found child. Found one! Yeah, as you touch it, you realize this isn't a ghost apparition. This is a real knife. It's sticking out of my shoulder currently. I'll toss it in the fire. <laughs> Cast it into the fire! <laughs> okay, so I'll uh, wrench it free from my shoulder. Okay. And... Do I know that fire totally works? Or does it have to be magical fire? Or I don't think you would know right offhand. You know, you got to go with your gut. Can I trust my gut then? <laughs> yeah, sure. That is an alternative weird move. Oh, I rolled a 10. All right. Um, remind me on uh, Trust Your Gut. What's the 10? On uh, a 10 or more, the keeper will tell you where you should go. Whatever that is, it will be important. You get a plus one ongoing on this place. Can I just say that it would be the fireplace? Is that important for the destroying of the knife? Can I flavor it Absol- that way? Absolutely. Like, this is a normal knife. Like, the only thing special about it is it's her anchor. So throwing it into a fire, like, will melt it. And destroy it. Okay, yep. I will toss that that damn dagger into the fire then. Roll me act under pressure just to see how good your aim is. I rolled a nine. Okay. Can I can I help out? Yeah, absolutely. How are you gonna help you out? Kick it while it's in mid-air to get it into <laughs> into the right yeah. direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or I, I use a little bit of magic just to push it a little bit further, get it into the fire. Yeah, do that that little cantrip. The, we can't rub magic. Okay. What does help out roll again? Yeah, help out is plus cool. Okay. I rolled a six. Ooh. Oh, no. Can I help I do. out on the help out? Yes, you I do. do level up. <laughs> <laughs> and I picture it as as Gabe whipping out the whip. <laughs> To adjust the trajectory, because you see it's going, Kate's going, it's going to go right for Kate. She's going to just miss it. Okay, that's the 10. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, Kate, you level up, um, but I think we're just going to use Gabriel's to help out Isabella's. Um, so, yeah, um, Kate seems like she's about to do something magical, but instead, you suddenly feel three sets of eyes all looking at you, Kate, at all times. And so the effect of this is, since you were wanting to use a little magic for it, is the ghosts know where you are. Mm. 
Uh, shouldn't there only be two sets of eyes, not three? There should be, shouldn't there? It's the final boss. <laughs> uh, Gabriel, so yeah, you you with this chain, and uh, it's very Castlevania esque as you knock this help knock this dagger like into the fire, and Sarah Blackthorn, like she like reaches out to stop the the dagger from going in, and poof, she dissipates in black smoke. And there is ectoplasm on the floor. I, I think he's reaching, reaching out. Gabe goes, no, 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 dear. Playtime's over. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, it's kind of her fault. She did give us her anchor. Yes, literally. And uh, uh, Isabella's still clutching the wound on her shoulder. Oh, yeah. How's that doing? 